That's Canadian roots swing duo Over the Moon with a live version of their song of the same name from their 2017 debut album Moon Dancer. Over the Moon's Susan Levesque and Craig Bignall are award-winning multi-instrumentalists and vocalists who met, fell in love, got married, and discovered that they could make beautiful music together. And I really mean make music together, not just enjoy living together. They live on a ranch in the foothills of Alberta's Rocky Mountains, and Moon Dancer celebrates life in the Canadian West on a set of songs that move from 40s-sounding Western swing and Appalachian old-time to cowboy blues. And Over the Moon are our special guests in the studio today. How are you guys doing? Great. Great, thanks. (laughs) You know, I'm excited. I love it when people come into the studio to play. I love it that people come from Alberta into the studio to play, (laughs) but I have to say that you didn't actually come from Alberta this morning because... It would be far too early for you because you're on tour in Ontario <laughs> just now. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about the tour later, but I, I love the story because I didn't even realize. Craig, I think you're actually from Ontario, from Gray County. Yep. And you met Suzanne when you were out in Alberta. Is that how things happened? No, I was in Gray County. I had a, a recording studio there and I used to, my main instrument is drumming and percussion. And uh, a, a band from Alberta asked me to come and or to put drums and percussion on their record. I had never met Sue, but she was in that band. I remember hearing her really well because when they sent me the mixes to play to, they had her voice way too loud. <laughs> so she was yelling at me even before I met her. 
and this is how it started. Yeah, yeah. So you must have known there was an in- instant attraction there. Well, I really liked her voice, and then I saw her picture, and I thought, oh, what a sweetie. I went, But I didn't know if I'd ever get to meet her. And then a few months later, I sent away my tracks, and I never heard from them again. And a few months later, I was uh, in Calgary to rehearse for Tom Jackson's Huron Carol, if you know the that. And... Uh, and I used to stay right with Tom and Alice and his wife at their house, and we'd rehearse every day for two weeks. And that was when her band was having the CD release party, and they said, hey, Craig, you're going to be in town. Why don't you come and play the CD release party? So I went, and um, that's where I met Suzanne. And I just really thought the world of her, but I didn't know that she thought anything of me. And then a couple days later, Tom Jackson was having a dinner party, and he, he always invites a lot of the musical community to come and he invited Sue's whole band to come along with other people and traditionally at Tom's house after supper everyone sits in a circle in the big lodge living room and they take turns playing and singing and passing the guitar around and it came to my turn at that time I had never sang a song by myself ever pretty much I was always just a harmony singer drummer percussionist and uh so I was singing this I was singing John Prine's Paradise and I sounded like Buck. My voice was going, Ehh. I was so afraid. And Sue felt sorry for me and came and grabbed her bass and sang harmonies with me. And I fell in love instantly. I got to ask, was that how it was for you too? <laughs> <laughs> she fell in love way before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would say, um, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just trying to help him out. <laughs> well, no, but we, we had a couple other gigs too after that. Well, it's like another Tom Jackson. Uh, it was a charity event or something. Race like, oh, for the Slave Lake Fire. Yeah. So then we got to spend more time together. So. So you was, you are from Alberta. Uh, well, I'm actually from BC originally. Oh, okay. But I've been there for twenty years now, so. So it feels like home. Yeah. Okay. And you do live in the the foothills, is that right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We live on a ten thousand acre ranch. We live in the outpost, so our driveway's four kilometers long up and down and through it's unreal and our deck is nothing between us and the mountains so when you're going to go out for the day you say i'm just going to go drive the driveway yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah is it a good place to make music out there mm-hmm. and to write it yeah it's amazing just being in the ranching area and being around the ranching people and the real cowboys and stuff inspires you and every morning you walk out and see the view it inspires you and all those western tunes that you've listened to just all come to life you meet those people you know so and i think ian tyson's a neighbor isn't he yeah mm-hmm. yeah because yep. i as i understand it he did he suggest the name moon dancer for the album or he had something to do with it well he he wrote the song moon dancer and I had we had never heard that song, and a friend of ours was playing it one time, and we went, that's a beautiful song. We're recording. We could really record that song. It would be amazing. Sue, I, I knew Sue could sing it amazingly. So uh, I built up my nerve to drive over to Ian's house because, <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't want to just drive up his house and start talking to him. I've met him, but, you know, I didn't know if he'd remember me, and he's... People hassle him all the time, so he doesn't even like people to know where he lives. So I drove up there, and I drove right around behind his house, and he met me at the door. I was trying to act like a neighbor, and I was, but it, and he met me at the door and goes, what can I help you with? I said, hi, Ian. Uh, I play with Mel Wilson. This is all his old bandmates. I play with those guys, and he goes, 
well, I don't, I won't hold that against you. And I said, and I married Eva Levesque's daughter, Suzanne, because he knows Sue's mom really well. And he goes, oh, yeah. And I said, and and we were recording a record for a duo, and we'd love to record Moondancer. And he goes, why would you want to do that? And I said, because we love it. And he goes, well, you're welcome to, but I don't know the words. And uh, <laughs> my friend Mal didn't know the words. And he goes, do you know Cindy Church? And I said, I know Cindy really well. And he goes, she knows the words. You could ask her. But he was nice. He invited me in and, and um, dug up a CD and gave it to me. He says, Moon Dancer's on here. But it was an instrumental. So the words wasn't even on the CD. <laughs> so we finally found them. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't realize that it was one of his songs. Yeah. Uh, it is a beautiful song. And that's a wonderful story. I get the impression that your impression of uh, Ian Tyson actually appears in your shows, does it? Yeah. Yeah. I just have a feel for the way you do it. It's so yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when we finally were recording that song, the coyotes were howling so loud outside. We couldn't, like it was coming in the microphones, you know, Sue's singing, and we were trying to get rid of that song and or that sound. And I didn't know how to isolate it. So we got a big duvet and put it over her head and over the microphone. And she was getting hotter and hotter in there. And, that really didn't work. She was starting to get upset. So <laughs> so we stopped that. And then we went into our bedroom closet because I always tell this on the stage. She has 400,000 dresses and skirts and sweaters hanging there. And my other shirt was in there. And, uh, <laughs> and so that's where we recorded almost most of our record is in the closet, which is funny. So I get the sense that the key to this relationship is the humor. And you obviously get on quite well. Just not if, I mean, I'll shake your head if that's not really the case. <laughs> no, no. He, he always makes me laugh. There's always some sort of adventure happening at our house. Like yeah. the closet being um, under construction for like three months while we're recording. <laughs> so tell us about the songs. Over the Moon was the first song we listened to that you played live for us. Tell us a little bit about that song. That's the first song that we ever wrote together. And living in that area, that Western swing, the, being in the, in, in the Canadian's West, that's how we decided to come up with that feel, right? And, and basically it's just saying what we feel about each other. Well, having spent some time with you today, you know, one of the things that comes through is spending time in your company is lots of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have a guest room out in Alberta, but maybe <laughs> yeah. I may have to take advantage. We do now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're no, welcome that, anytime. That's, that's, that's wonderful. Tell us about the, uh, the other songs on the album, because the album's really is a mix. You mentioned Ian Tyson's Moondancers on there. And I think you have um, some other songs written by other people, right? Yeah. There's, what is it? Four, four songs, I think, written by... Other people. Some other artists, yep. yeah. Yeah. W- was that an intent when you made the album to have some of your own material uh, mixed in with songs that came from other people? Or was it just the way it turned out? I mean, you know, I know you always wonder, well, you know, did you decide, oh, well, I need one or two more songs, so who do we like and who would, you know, whose music would we like to put on there? Or was it a case of, you know, you really wanted to, to, to mix it up? I think both. Yeah, I don't know if we went wanted to mix it up it's just that when we started recording we just thought of these other songs that were so nice and we wanted to try them right yeah but they have like they have a bit of different feel like the learn to sing the blues song is more bluesy blues and it's just funny (laughs) yeah and by the mark was uh 
you know, like a gospel song that we played. And lots of people really loved the song and we loved the song. And we thought it was a really nice, sparse song to put on. Yeah, we like the sparseness of it. And, and yeah, well, we're musicians first. Being a singer, songwriter, artist is new to us. So we're musicians. And being musicians, we like different types of music. And that's what we did with our record. We we kind of, somebody said we dance, waltz through the genres a little bit, you know, because... Uh, and it does come across like that. And that's I think that's one of the attractive things about the music. And I imagine it probably moves into your live show as well. We're, we're going to talk a, mm -hmm. about the live show in a, in a minute. But as we have instruments here and we have a double bass and a guitar in the studio, it would be kind of fun to to have you play again. And we also have a banjo and it's a Jason Romero banjo, isn't yes. it? Yeah, it is. It's, really sweet one. Yeah, it's got a beautiful, beautiful sound. Why don't we um, play Be The Mark? Now, that is a David Rowling's Gillian Welsh song, a gorgeous song. Uh, what is it that attracted you to that song? Was it the, the sparseness, the the fragility of that song itself? Yeah. 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 And, and the Appalachian sort of style of singing not together, how one will sing one line, one will sing the other. We switch harmonies and melodies and stuff. We like that and uh and people where we play a lot made us promise we had to record that song <laughs> <laughs> so you have to record it so we well did. it feels like a, a natural fit for you this is over the moon with be the mark it's a live version in the studio for folk roots radio and you can find it on their 2017 debut album moon dancer
That's Over the Moon with Be The Mark from their new album, Moon Dancer. Came out in 2017. They're on tour in Ontario just now and stopped by the Folk Roots Radio Studio to play a few songs for us. So tell us a little bit about the live show. You're on tour. You know, I have to be honest, I'm quite impressed because I always like it when um, I check out musicians' itinerary and not only are all their shows nicely listed, but all of their radio appearances are in there as well. And I know, Craig, when we talked over email, it was very clear that you wanted to make sure that you had things as organized as possible. Mm-hmm. When people come to an over-the-moon live show, what can they expect? Oh, lots of stories. Well, singing and playing. <laughs> Craig plays uh, bluegrass and uh, the claw hammer banjo. I play a little bit of guitar. There's double bass. And Craig has a lot of, he tells a lot of funny stories about living out in Alberta and stories about the songs. Yeah, we both do. Mm -hmm. And you sing around uh, the single mic as well. That's a pretty nice mic. Tell us about it. It's an Ear Trumpet Labs Edwina mic. It's the same one that the Milk Carton kids are using now. And I think the Earls of Leicester are using two of them for that band. Like, they're so amazing. And, uh, And we wanted to try it, but we didn't know if it would work or not. And then Sue definitely was not thrilled about it at first she was like uh i need my own mic and my own monitor and we're like no let's try this i think it'll work and so we went to folk alliance and i wrote the company and they wrote us back said we're going to be at folk alliance so you can get one we'll give you a deal on it and you'll be there for two weeks so you don't have to pay duty when you come home you're there long enough so we got it and the first show we did with it was in a big open church in calgary and after our show, the, the sound people there were kind of upset. They were saying they had all these monitors all because of our rider. And we, and we said, no, we don't need anything. We just need one mic stand and one, one cord. And then we had brought a preamp too for it. And after this, they were freaking out. And after the show, an older lady came up and said, I just want to say I love that microphone. So <laughs> when has that ever happened in your whole career? Yeah, yeah. It's, it certainly throws sound people for a loop because, I mean, it really takes away a lot of what they would do. Yeah. And like they, obviously they feel, you know, they have, <laughs> they've been brought in to try and make sure the sound is as good as possible. But yeah. you really get a wonderful, warm sound. And I imagine as performers, the fact that you are playing and singing so intimately really must help the performance, does it? Yeah. It, it does. And, it, and we become the sound man because... We move in and we back off, you know, with the bluegrass banjo. <laughs> I have to back way off to the next room. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's 
almost like a choreography. We we had to rehearse at home for a couple weeks with uh, wearing headphones or in ear monitors. We did and just learning where the sweet spot was and how to pull it off. And then after the first two shows, we were hooked, right? Yeah, and, and I saw some live footage of some of the shows, and I couldn't believe how clear our voices were. Like I thought, because we didn't have monitors and you couldn't hear. You know, like the same you, as you do when you have monitors that they weren't hearing it as much, but it was really was coming out clearer than I expected. So it's like, oh, so then put my mind at ease and felt better about it. And plus then Craig had, because he plays so many instruments, he had all these chords and it was like a With nest of... The DIs, you know, <laughs> it looked like Bob Marley was laying on the, on the floor with his dreadlocks all around my <laughs> feet or a dog tied around a tree, you know. Yeah, it was cable There's there. nothing... And you can get a good acoustic guitar and not have to put a pickup in it. Now, the album itself, you mentioned that you used to run a studio up in Grey County. You recorded that all yourself? Yeah, we recorded the record ourselves yeah, at home. Yeah. But the studio in Grey County, all I recorded there was drums and percussion for people. I'd never recorded vocals and guitars and all that. So it was a sure learning experience to do it ourselves. And it really turned out good a lot of people in the business that we know couldn't believe that we did it at home so we're maybe lucked out somehow i don't know <laughs> what does the future hold i mean the album moon dancer came out in 2017 you're touring ontario i gather getting great response from people that are coming to the shows uh what are your future plans uh we released it over in the uk and ireland and we got rave reviews. We did lots of live radio shows for like stations in Ireland and stuff. I remember one lady, we, she was talking to us. We can understand a word she was saying. <laughs> remember that? And uh, BBC was doing great there and stuff. So we'd like to tour over there. We're just building a following there. Next year we have a an 18-day tour of China, which will be pretty amazing in May. And... We're just starting to record our next record now, too, as well. And you'll yeah. be recording that at home in Alberta? Yeah. Yeah. Are the songs for that written already, or...? We have about half yeah. of yeah. songs kind Good. of started. And They're not tweaked yet. Yeah. yeah. It's actually, the nice thing about recording at home is, well, Craig does most of the production stuff, so he'll sort of lay out a, a track, and then and then you have so much time to just try different things, different instruments, or... And yeah. Craig plays a lot of them, so <laughs> it ends up being affordable. It's neat way. to, yeah, it's neat that you're not paying by the hour to go into a studio and what you get down at, at that day is what you have, you know what I mean? Basically, what we did the last one is put lots on and took it all off, and, and it's very minimal. But I think that's what a lot of the comments were is that it's so real and refreshing that it's it has a nice feel to it definitely yeah. and you know having a ch had a chance to spend some time with you one of the things that comes through is this is really a very creative process you know the the fact that you're making this music because you love it you know i i have to say i get goosebumps about the fact that you've found each other i yeah. hope it doesn't turn into the civil wars or anything like that but, <laughs> <laughs> but no it, it's great i think it's it's just really really wonderful if people want to learn more about your music how can they do that they can go to our website it's uh www.overthemoonband.com and and we have a youtube channel right yeah. and facebook 
on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all, all the usual places. Yeah, the usual social. Yeah. There's links places. for it all on our yes. on our site. We have time for one more song that you can play live for us. What are you going to play? I think we're going to do Moon Dancer, which is yeah, the Ian Tyson song. And listen really close; you might still hear the odd coyote. Well, not live in the studio, but oh yep. yeah, so don't. <laughs> Yeah, to listen to the recorded version. <laughs> yeah, we we, we only have to battle. We only have to battle lawnmowers here. <laughs> this is over the moon with a live version of Moon Dancer, the title track from their 2017 album. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again for stopping by. Thank you, Jan. Thanks for having us. Baby.